Hey there, listeners. Welcome back to Podcast Master. This is Wade, and I'm here with Chelsea as always. And this week we are taking our adventure further in the realm of X-Men. Yes. This is episode three, I believe, mm-hmm. of our X stuff, we'll call it. Um, but we are talking about the, the second era of Krakoa today, which is the reign of X. We're going to talk about the first half mm-hmm. leading into the first Hellfire Gala, or up until the end of the first Hellfire Gala. Uh, but we'll talk about the gala uh, in a bit. Oh, yes. Yes, we will. <laughs> so so for people who haven't haven't been listening up to this point of or up to this episode, this is Chelsea's first go through with the Krakoan era of X-Men comics. So if you want to stop here, go back a couple episodes, start there, kind of catch up. Chelsea's reminding me of some of the things that happened because <laughs> she has very recently read through a bunch of these stories and she's experiencing uh, the Krakoan way of life for the first time as we kind of catch up to present yes. in the world of X-Men comics. So Chelsea, Reign of X part one, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going. I mean, wow. Like... You already thought there was so much set up and so much going on in Dawn of X. Well, it just continues with Reign of X. I mean, we still have all these different groups doing their own things. We still have villain-esque characters with their own agendas. I mean, there's also a couple of stories that are really boring, in my opinion, I will say, that I'm just kind of like, eh, I'll read you, but you're not as interesting because I don't care about <laughs> yeah, that, you're not as that important. side. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just Indeed. like... But, you Indeed. know, it's kind of good, I guess, in a way, because there's, like, an X book for everyone. If you're wanting the, like, dark and dirty, gritty side of, you know, the mutants, you have, like, X-Force, you never know what's going to go down in those books. You have mm-hmm. fun, kind of, not really fun, but in a lot of ways, the fun characters and stuff. You have your, like, detectives working with X-Factor. If you want young mutants dealing with all their problems and helping even younger mutants deal with their problems, do you have new mutants for that? I mean, because it's this Krakoan age and they've brought back so many characters to life, there's so many more people have their powers, like we're just seeing huge, very different groups of all these mutants everywhere. So many different groups. Like yeah. you got you got mutants in space and sword. Mm-hmm. You have little baby Cable running around having five girlfriends at a time. Mm-hmm. You have all of these. You have you have Betsy as Captain Britain running around in other world doing Arthurian magical shenanigans. Yes, with a with a dragon, you know, in mm-hmm. Jubilee, Miss Jubes. Yes. Um. <laughs> yeah, and then you have you have the sassy like the sassy awfulness of the Hellions with Mister Sinister. Like mm-hmm. there is so much going on, and the great thing about it is that for the most part, you don't have to be involved in everything Mm-mm. to keep the story going. You just read what you want to read, and you're fine for sure. But definitely, when it gets to like some of those like those like events and stuff, it's kind of good to read them all at once because then it has all the details you might be missing mm-hmm. in another story. But yeah, for real, it's just so many different books out there and something for everyone but yes i've been trying to read them all but like i said yeah some of them not my style but you know hey it's fun to but it's still surprising for them to keep pulling in all these mutants and being like oh my gosh i haven't seen or read about this mutant in absolutely forever like oh we're bringing them into this story interesting we'll see how that goes mm-hmm. for sure if if you could pick on one book just one which <laughs> just book one. would you pick on the most uh i mean it would have to be uh Wow, it's a uh, it's so bad. I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> uh, the corporate book, the uh, uh, X Corp. Yes, X Corp. Oh. Yeah, uh, I really like the characters that are that are featured in X Corp, but I just couldn't like, I, I couldn't stay awake <laughs> for the stuff. Yeah, it was so bad, but it's it's cool. It started out as an interesting idea mm-hmm. to focus on the business aspect of it. Yeah. You know, you have Angel and Monet in there, but like, I just, I couldn't, I could not keep the pages turning. I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, hey, you know, I'm sure there's somebody out there who enjoys it. So I'm glad they created that book for those who enjoy that. But I mean, I'll keep trying to read it. Maybe it'll get a little bit more interesting. But for me, I was just kind of like, oh, this is just, it's more of a chore to read it for me. Yeah. But yeah. That's, else has been there's only, fun. yeah, there's only five issues. So like, if you're close to the end, it's almost done. Yeah. Okay. If so. you've barely started, don't worry about it. <laughs> You're okay. Now, if you could, if you could gush over one book, what would it be? 
I think I know the answer to that one now that I ask it, but yeah. which one would you gush over? I have like two though. That's why it's hard. Okay, let's go two. Okay, yes, I get to go two. I don't have to compromise. Tied, awesome. tied for per- first place. That's okay. Okay, well, I'll just say it is Excalibur uh-huh. and X Factor. Okay, that's actually, I thought you were going to say New Mutants. <laughs> so hey, I was no, wrong twice. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, New Mutants has definitely gotten a lot better than Dawn of X like time frame, but we'll dive into that a little bit. But since I already said mm-hmm. that, I, yeah, I I love Betsy. I mean, and her and all of her characters with her, it's just a great time. Her, she has her such a good cast. Like, oh yeah. Gosh, yes. I mean, Jubilee. We've already said like I, I love her. <laughs> Rogue. Like I mean, the whole team for real, and just. And they're like, all, and they're like picking up all the pieces from Dawn of X and dealing with Ten of Swords, which I mean, the whole beginning part was basically like, did Betsy die? What the heck happened to her? And they're on a journey, but then you're dealing with everybody else. Like Richter is upset that and doesn't understand that everybody else is like ups, like not upset about Apocalypse because he's like, he was my father figure basically. Like he knew what was happening in the world. We need to respect him. I know you guys didn't like him, but he was the man and he knew what was happening and we need to follow in his footsteps. <laughs> oh richter misses his daddy apocalypse yes he does (laughs) (sighs) but just a great time and then well in this part in reign of x because the whole thing like we talked about in our prior episodes with like betsy's history and stuff and betsy's history with psylocke we got to see them like really work together Mm -hmm. at this beginning part and like psylocke really come and help betsy and then them kind of more accepting that weird relationship that they will always have together that like they both know each other so well and they're just going to have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. And then another important part too is because in Excalibur, they deal with like this villain character or who they think is a villain who has always been perceived as a villain. And it's basically this like girl who like doesn't have a body. So she basically possesses a bunch of people and stuff. And then that's what Psylocke helps Betsy like get whatever, get back to her body and everything. But also it's like the quiet council and stuff wants to be like, mm. I don't think we need to give this person a second chance. Like, are you kidding me? She's just gonna like cause chaos. And they're like, you didn't even give her a chance. She doesn't even have her body yet. Like, like we know what it's like to switch bodies. We know the trauma <laughs> involved in that. Like, <laughs> you don't understand. We'll help her. Which, ah, uh, which is just my issues with Xavier too. We just see him come and go and just want to make his thoughts heard. And I'm just like, dude, you're just like sitting somewhere i don't know where you are although half the time and then you just want to be like i know what's best for everybody and like no we have all these groups on the ground dealing with all these very important issues and they're the ones who are there trying to make a difference so absolutely charles absolutely shut up <laughs> you've got to go get out yeah but i know that you you said that you enjoy x factor though right you've enjoyed that um yeah x factor is it's just so fun you get a little mm-hmm. bit of like detective like solving cases but you get a lot of like real life too you get a lot of like relationships you get a lot of just like personal time with the characters Mm -hmm. like the stuff that really helps you get to know them and helps you like identify with those people Mm -hmm. and which is i think that's what helped even though x factor is pretty short it's like what 10 12 issues overall Mm -hmm. that's what helped people like fall in love with it like, yeah. I mean, not not that the characters in that book are like new and have no history or anything, but it was such a big but short time with those characters um, that when they retired that book, people were really, really like sad without it. Which is totally I, understandable. I will go back eventually and reread X Factor just because it's it's mm-hmm. just so good, and it's like it's like falling into a cozy book with them, kind of. Yeah. It's such a it's such it's- a safe place. It really is, even though, yeah, mm-hmm. some not safe things happen for sure. But like, oh, no, there's such but a... they handle them, though, you know, in yeah. like good ways, like, like healthy ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's thing it was so interesting, too, because at least when I was reading the beginning, I was like, some of these characters, like, are, it's kind of weird that they're putting them together. Like, how are they going to interact? And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool to see them. And like, yeah, like you said, you get a little bit more of like their personal sides and get to see these characters interact and some characters who I was like, oh, this is like because they're portrayed um, like iBoy. I think is that his name, I guess. Like his kind, of, his character is kind of seen like as a joke in the beginning. They're like, "Why are we gonna let this like weirdo kid?" Jo-? And I'm like, "Yeah, no." But then, like, dang. Oh my gosh! But 
but then iBoy comes in. And if people, if you don't know iBoy, he's just a regular guy and he's just covered in eyes, eyeballs. Yeah. Like he just has mm-hmm. eyes all over his body, which does yeah. give him some abilities. He doesn't just have eyes, like he can do stuff yeah. with them. And But he has to like discover what that power is. He doesn't like and he just inherently know what the eyes are for. And I think a lot of this mm-hmm. book does that for him. It helps him like, like, oh, look what I just figured out how to do. Yeah, um, and he got I don't remember like, powerhouse for the team. Yeah, <laughs> does he? Did he do like his big gigantic eye blast thing yet? Yes. Oh my he gosh, did. that was amazing. <laughs> and everybody's like, "Did you murder that guy?" And like, no, no, he's like, it's nah, fine. Just nah. maybe ra- radiation poisoning, maybe. But you know, I'm like, oh, no, he's boy. fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he says so. He's he's so proud of himself for doing that. He's like, look what I can do. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, uh, that the guy he took care of was a very nasty. Oh gosh, nasty man. piece of work. Oh my god, like yeah. that story, that part of the story in particular was such a very like personable story for a lot of like, especially the gay community, because yeah. those things, those things happen. And like, what the quick rundown basically is like: one of the members of the team is he's black and gay, and then goes mm-hmm. off. And like meets up with somebody, and he gets murdered. Mm-hmm. But and then that's before like, he even joins the team. Oh yeah, this is like a ways back. Yeah. Like I think mm-hmm. that death happened like before Krakoa, right? Yeah, like a long mm-hmm. time ago. Quite he he actually died. But then when they brought him back, he was very much just like, "No, I will not let this stand. Like mm-hmm. that's not okay." And I have to, I have to understand my own death. Mm-hmm. And he tracked down that guy, and yeah, which is messed up because like. His old body was like still involved in this process. Yes. Which was just like, I think I like grabbed my face in like horror. I was like, oh my God, like that is so gross. But yeah. Because at first I was like reading, uh, I was like, wait, wait, is that what I just read? I was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. But it was, I was glad that the story came full circle because at the beginning of like the series, they, they like mentioned a couple things because it's like this team help solve like murders but like a couple of their team members like had difficulty even figuring out what happened like related Mm -hmm. to their last death or some of these characters who were just resurrected and were on the team and so you see them kind of like slowly kind of dealing with that or trying to figure things out while they're helping all these other mutants and all these other people out there so it's totally totally worth a read to read it all you're gonna get a lot of things going in that book and it's and and it's pretty short it's like 10 or 12 Mm -hmm. issues not a big deal but the st- and the story moves on past the book in a way, um, but that's that's for that's a for a different episode. <laughs> yes, that's later. For sure. Do you have any other favorite ones? In the um, I really liked Sword mm. because that Sword came blasting out of Ten of Swords. You know, like yeah, they were like because because you know the Sword Station makes its crazy big interest at the entrance at the finale of the, of the event. And I'm in mm-hmm. me, I'm just like, I don't know what that is. That's, but they're all reacting in such a big way. Like, what is that? So of course I picked that book up, like seeing who all's on that team too. Yeah. And I like that first issue. I'm pretty sure I read it like three times the day it came out. Cause I was just like, this is insane. Like a mutant led space station <laughs> where they're like expanding their, like, their vantage point like to space yeah. like mm-hmm. you know we're not worried about the island of krakoa we're not even worried about earth we're worried about the whole galaxy like mm-hmm. that's where we're at and i was just in the fact that they do the thing that the five do where they put all of their powers together to like create yeah. resurrection they also what do they call it um a mutant oh. what is that that term that they use a circuit a mutant circuit they put all of their powers together. They feed into each other's powers. And they're able to, like, reach out beyond the universe. Like, teleport beyond the universe into yes. the white hot room. Like, excuse me? Um, Wild. <laughs> which, which, if you don't know what the white hot room is, that's okay. It's only happened in comics. But basically, if you know who the Phoenix is or, like, what the Phoenix is, um, the white hot room is, like... The Phoenix's house. <laughs> we call it that. Um, that's yeah. where the Phoenix is from. It's it takes it's it exists outside of like all universes. Um, they 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 teleport into the white hot room, survive the experience, and they come out with a new like metal. Yes, um, a very specific new metal, which they're basically using as a currency 
in mm-hmm. in like galactic politics saying like hey yo like Krakoa is here on a universal scale um we're here to like do galactic trade and informational stuff um here's here's what we have to offer and this metal is like a big deal yeah like a, Which a really big i will deal. say it has a dumb name <laughs> it it's <laughs> it kind of the name of it is mysterium <laughs> yeah I, I was like all the build up and i was like wait a minute okay Mis- mysterium we're gonna, really we're, we're, we're gonna go with that okay that's, that's they fine. sure are yeah but um that book is just so like it's so crazy it's because it's it's led by abigail brand who is like half mutant half alien is that right something like that i think i like she has like she's just she's just a woman not to be messed with that's all i ever she well she's really not she could be a human she could be human and like i'd be terrified of her (laughs) because she like her mutant power is like not even important she doesn't really use it all that much it's her brain she's Mm -hmm. she's cunning she is absolutely deceitful she's like she's like ruthless she's like cersei lannister on steroids she's thinking like 25 moves ahead and she doesn't mm-hmm. have time for you <laughs> yep. and um she she's will scary place you on her team oh and she suck. sure will yes she she's got like five replacements lined up for her teammates <laughs> mm-hmm. at any given time um so she don't give a crap she doesn't have time for your shenanigans she has bigger things to do Yep. But her team gets that, so they're like, okay, cool, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I love, okay, and this is just me, like, you know, they have, she has herself, and then she has, like, her, like, her actual team, but then the team is, like, in charge of, like, that whole, the whole segment of the sword station that they're attached mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that they're all, like, color-coded and stuff. <laughs> Got they my little, like, Power organized. Ranger yes. soul, like, really, really happy. <laughs> Their suits are, like, all color coded is just like yes, yes i am here for this this is scratching something deep in my soul because <laughs> the x-men are never color coded coded they're like yellow yeah <laughs> like all the time <laughs> unless jean's there and she's like green and it's like okay <laughs> yellow and green that's still yep. gross but all right <laughs> nope nope Abigail Brown no, won't stand I, for it. She, all organization, color coded, everything is good to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she like her story throughout the sword title is just oh, it's so good. Like, and if she shows up anywhere else, like oh god, oh god, she makes a few appearances here and there elsewhere, and it's just like you're just like oh god, these people don't even know. <laughs> like who's crossing her today? Here we go. Mm-hmm. But yes, no, that whole storyline and her character like are definitely a huge part of this first part of this second stage with Reign of X. And mm-hmm. we get to some very big reveals during the Hellfire Gala. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, so, so, okay, so are we ready for the Hellfire Gala? Are we Are we there? Any, any last words I, about stuff that goes before? I do a little, I will go a side tangent a little bit before because I feel mm-hmm. like I have kind of, I think in prior episodes, I bashed on the New Mutants and stuff, but what they're doing in that book and stuff, I think it's really interesting to bring that into play because we've seen, like, all the, like, quote, adults dealing with, like, adult things and stuff and being, like, only worrying about the overall well-being of Krakoa and everything. And then you have the New Mutants who it's, I think it's still funny they call themselves the New Mutants because, like, they're kind of grown-ups themselves. And it's, it's like the, um, it's like the Titans in DC. <laughs> They're not mm. the Teen Titans anymore. They're just the Titans. And there's a whole other group that is the Teen Titans where they've kind of mm. like aged out into this other group. <laughs> but they so, but they yeah. both still call themselves the New Mutants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. two little groups. Yeah. So the New Mutants, which is just like a, it's, it's a hodgepodge group. Like they all come and go in this whole book. But like, it's just interesting to reflect on the idea that like, so they're dealing with like their own issues, but then they're like, kind of trying to figure out like what the heck they're going to do because they've kind of messed up some things trying to help and stuff and like Dawn of X time but now in Reign of X they're kind of looking more at like what it's like on Krakoa and they're noticing all the children running about but like these children are different than how like the new mutants grew up because like the new mutants were like basically like trained to fight and like survive and just like get by but they're like these children like have nothing to fear right now they're just having a chill time on the island but that causes problems because it causes boredom and it causes children picking on each other and also just 
But like, they also have superpowers. These... Yes. <laughs> and then you have this thing where a lot of the kids are like having like kind of body image issues and stuff and just being like very normal out... teen problems. Yeah. Where some of them are like, I look ugly. Like my mutation did this. I want to look beautiful like this character and stuff. Why can't I have that? And then the humans are trying to like interject and be like, you know, well, you know, we accept everybody here as they are like beauty standards that you might have seen in the like around other humans. Like that's not the same here. Like we look at you and we think you're beautiful the way they are. And they're like, but I don't see myself that way. I want to change. So then you have like magic decides to take charge in this whole thing and just being like, yo, like quiet council, like we need to help these young mutants. Like, and then Professor X responds and is like, oh, glad for your volunteering. Thanks so much. I'm like, okay, quiet council, you clearly don't care that much. You're just gonna pass it off and not really look at the real issue. But I mean, not that they can't handle it, but there becomes just this interesting parts where there's this villain lurking in the background who's slowly manipulating some of these insecure children and dealing with that and then having some mutants who they will play a part in the hellfire gala that's why i'm kind of like teasing it now who are trying to like be like something's wrong i need to stand up for my friends that are getting manipulated by this other mutant that like the other new mutants don't know about before it's too late dun 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 but then that's when all things break loose and we get lots of drama with the Hellfire Gala. But it's just, it's such like an interesting read. And it just, it really hits close, I think, like just on a personal level, because it's just like all these ki- kids dealing with real issues. And it's just something that like not the other books focus on. They're like, you know, we're looking at like the children and what they're dealing with and how, you know, there's big world problems out there, but you also need to deal with like young people too. <laughs> Absolutely. Children are the future and whatnot. Yes. And so that's when they had to watch closely. But yes, I, I just wanted to give a little side talk about that and how. Oh, no, I'm glad you did. Is, yeah, I'm glad you yeah. did. But we can talk about the Met, basically. The Met. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so the Hellfire Gala is something is is Emma's baby. Yes. 100%. Um, the, the purpose of the gala is is basically to ensure that, like, human-mutant relations stay healthy and transparent. Um, you know, she goes out, she purchases she purchases an island. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, no she, she can do that. Yeah. Um, it's Emma. She can do what she wants. It was a favor, tell her I think, no. to her. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so, and on this island that is now, like, Krakoa-owned, they can mm-hmm. host a party. But it's not just any old party. Oh, no. If, uh, folks, if you, if you know what the Met Gala is... This is basically the Met Gala for human mutant relations where like the fashion is just absolutely insane. There's lots of like schmoozing and dinner and stuff like that. And then All the quote good, bad, everybody's there mingling. Everybody's there. It's supposed to be beneficial to all parties. That's the that's the whole thing. That's what mm-hmm. Emma is going for. And and it and it is, you know, it does help oh, um yeah. I think, but it also helps it kind of helps give all of these stories leading up to this place, like a kind of chance to converge, meet up, mm-hmm. double check each other, like uh, in a meta sense. And before we get to the other side of the gal and we all head back out there to, you know, to move on with our books. But this night is also punctuated by a very grand <laughs> event. Display, yeah. Display. Display is probably mm-hmm. a good word for that. So Emma, she it's sends out invitations. Step. Yeah. The next step in mutant Mm -hmm. evolution, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. Um, She sends out invitations to to human interest people, you know, like politicians and entertainers. As well as superheroes and Avengers, The Avengers and stuff, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And then, of course, the mutants. Now, not Mm -hmm. everybody, not all the mutants can come uh, because there just isn't space for everybody. (laughs) It's VIP. (laughs) Because the whole point is for that. Yeah, right. Um, We'll get to that. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) But the whole point is that the mutants and humans get to kind of coexist together. Because again, like the world is, Krakoa is absolutely cut off from the rest of the world. In like all ways, humans are not allowed to come to Krakoa at all. They cannot step foot on the island. And there's no like media. 
with, like with a very have... a very small asterisk like yes some parents or, or yeah parents mm-hmm. spouses they can come but like it's not like an open invitation for families yes or not a free-for-all just to yeah walk in through yeah. the gates all the time mm-hmm. Kirkoa decides so yes. who's coming and who's not but you know the night arrives everybody is just dressed to the nines they show off the first year of mutant fashion oh yes and it's just you know imagine they're you know because everybody's super suits to some it shows off who they are like their powers you know but this is something mutant else pride yeah mutant mm-hmm. pride this is this is extra special this is not a super suit this is this is high fashion and a lot of times it has people's powers on display um which mm-hmm. i love how their powers not just like i don't know like jean wearing you know a typical green dress or anything like that or pink highlights because you know her her telekinetic powers are usually pink um this the clothes actually put their power on display like jean specific like she has such a wonderful like dress and stuff but she also has these big golden i don't even know what you'd call them just like yeah, I don't know how to things. describe that. Either. <laughs> just yeah. like, just, going I mean, they're like sp- like spikes, but like not spikes, like floating yeah. around her head as she like controls them with her powers. Like mm-hmm. they're there to show off her powers, and like in half of every book is just like showing off the mutants. <laughs> and and my yes. favorite part, like starting in next in the next year's Hellfire Gala, the Avengers start to do it too. And a lot of time, and sometimes it's like, oh, the person was like, no, 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 I'll like design my own. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. But sometimes Emma's just like, no, no, like I got you. I'll design something for you. And yeah. just and just seeing like all like next year, like all the like the irregular like human Avengers and stuff also wearing super chic things. Oh my <laughs> gosh, like that's part of the, like that's one of my favorite things is getting to see like such unique, interesting outfit designs. I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely not like doable. Like these are not super suits at all no they will not be fighting crime in them it's just it's just Just extra turn heads yeah just to turn heads um and of course emma she has three multiple yeah throughout the evening Mm -hmm. because she has she still has to be the one turning the most heads she has i mean it's her party she has to show people what's up and that you know Mm -hmm. has to have those changes yeah so she has outfits that only she would wear so <laughs> <laughs> or only are, she can wear yes, <laughs> the only one allowed to wear yes oh my goodness oh man well one of them it's you know if she wasn't in her like diamond form like she couldn't wear that <laughs> nope no nope. way too revealing like even for emma <laughs> uh she might think not revealing enough but you know maybe maybe that's yeah. that's true that's fair yes <laughs> just and laughs at her first outfit it's just like this huge like fur coat vibe or whatever but then there is a not so subtle clearly you know just a little bit of skin showing in an x <laughs> right on her chest you know just enough of there to, to tease i guess <laughs> <laughs> to turn and heads just, to grab attention yeah, yeah of course of course you know it's her party that's what she wants for sure but talking about like also outfits that like display people's powers and stuff because you have like storm who like literally like has clouds oh my Lord. around her yeah like absolutely just so regal and <laughs> just yeah i'll tell you every single one of storm's outfits like throughout the three hellfire galas are just absolutely amazing like they don't miss with the, with the storm ones. Although I don't think there's very many that do miss. But any any fashion that Storm has ever put in is always just like powerful. It, it's anything like, that it's she wears in face. general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just always it's like, amazing. yep, Storm is amazing. Yeah, for sure. But there's also different outfits because you could say like Rachel's outfit. Like some of the mutants we see like taking back like not really take like taking back what was like taken from them. Because she, her outfit really dives into like the spikes and stuff, which really kind of goes in like with her history and her trauma of her past. So we see like, yeah, which we see that even in general in some of the books, like mutants taking back like the power that they thought was taken from them. Like a side note in Way of X, we have Legion talking to Nightcrawler and how Legion in the beginning 
this is a completely different side note, but talking about like, no, I'm David. I don't want to be using the name Legion that these people gave me. And Nightcrawler's mm-hmm. like, you know what Nightcrawler means? Like, I thought it was a terrible thing, degrading thing for people to call me, but you know what? I just took it and I just owned the name and I became who I am. And now it's now it's powerful. Now it yes, mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. taking that power back. So that's what we also even see in some of these outfits as well. So there's a lot going on. There's some outfits I don't like, but it's just it's oh, high fashion. One of those, so they is one of those bobbies. <laughs> bobbies is so stu- it is stupid. Uh, it's, it's I love dumb. Bobby, but his first one is stupid. <laughs> yeah no well it's just dumb. i don't <laughs> anybody yeah. can fight me on it that's okay but it's stupid <laughs> yeah yeah no i think betsy's is stupid but i it's but it also works i guess she's basically looks like the queen of england but also mixed with captain britain vibes but i found somebody's comment online and i was like yes this is 100 percent the vibe that i think this outfit is it's effie from the hunger games Effie, I'm I'm trying to find hers. Um, she has like this. Her hair is all done up, this like huge thing, and then she has this like bright like red paint or something across her eyes and her forehead, and that's the part that just kills me for that outfit. It's just like, oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. She looks like it's like cool, but it's also like. Ugh. <laughs> really yeah <laughs> i just feel like i can't take you seriously right now no no no. <laughs> no no it's just like i get where they were going for with it but like yeah. also no i can't do it yeah. <laughs> it's just like it. yeah but yeah mm, yeah so that that one for me i just every time i saw her i was also like who is this again and then i was like oh yeah mm, i'm i'm sorry to see this <laughs> i like um I really like Pimp Daddy Magneto and his white suit. His white pimp suit is my favorite thing in the world. It's pretty <laughs> With good. his like big old golden cape, he just kind of like drapes around his arm with his little pimp cane and stuff. Like, yeah. he's amazing. <laughs> his was great. I felt like Xavier's was like offensive question mark. It's like. He was also in like white and gold, right? Yeah, but he has these, like, yeah. huge, like, cuffs on and this, like, uh... It's, like, super, like... It's, like, an ancient Egyptian, almost, vibe. It's weird. It is so... It is so weird. He's basically wearing his, like, regular Kirkoan Stupid costume, helmet still. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the, but the helmet, the Cerebro is, like, white and gold. And then, like, he... It, he's just... It's white jumpsuit, but then he's like, like his hands and his feet, and like he's got all these like gold bangles everywhere. It's just like, yeah, like for yeah. It's every time I saw him, I was like, this makes me uncomfortable. But maybe it's just because Xavier is uncomfortable every time, and every time I see him on constantly wearing Cerebro, it just gives like ick vibes to me. He's, I mean, yeah, he's pretty ick. But you know who's not ick? Mystique. No. No. No, I, I said, yeah, no, I was in agreement. Oh, Sorry. oh she's not, she's <laughs> yeah. not it. No, she, no, it's actually no. funny. Her costume actually reminds me of the main villain from Final Fantasy VIII, um, <laughs> Ultimisha, like the time witch, like she looks, it's like she's been kind of designed after her in a weird way, but I like hmm. it. And Rogue, no. Rogue looks like, um, oh, Rogue reminds Rogue me cool. of like a soccer mom. She's like some high fashion soccer mom. That's what it, that's what she. It looks really good, but I feel like, like if she had like a coffee, vibe a little bit, kind of. Yeah. If she had like a coffee, a coffee. in her hand, <laughs> it's like she's like waiting for her kids to like get in the yeah. car or something. Come on. <laughs> on her cell phone, just texting. On yeah. her cell phone, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's for what real. that's what she that's yeah. what she reminds me of. Yeah, and even like uh, Gambit kind of has like a similar outfit to match her in a way, but his like. I think he's not even like wearing a shirt underneath his like jacket or whatever. It's just like opened a little bit. Oh no! He's, there's he's a also wearing lot glasses. of like, there's a lot of skin shown in like all of these, and it's just like oh my lord. <laughs> like Angel, I mean, which makes sense. Like he's like just barely wearing oh, like gosh. a little bit of like a a little cape thing and his pants, long pants, <laughs> but it's just all showing his abs. You know. I had to, I had to go look at I had to go look at um rogues not rogue um gambits first hellfire yeah. and i'm like oh no it's this <laughs> he he looks like a um like a specific kind of actor 
<laughs> with this costume it's like the little like weird x-belt thing like showing off his like um uh, yeah his lower <laughs> hips yeah. i'm just like oh my jesus <laughs> like rogue, like gambit stop it rogue control your man <laughs> but no i mean hellfire gala is like the met everybody talks about the outfits constantly and it's you know Look at us. We're talking mm-hmm. about them. There's so many different things to look at. There's so many characters in the background, too, that don't even, like, make it to the forefront of Oh, sure. It's issues. just, like, so you catch just... it, and you're just like, oh, look at them. Yeah. I mean, and, like, Nightcrawlers is so cool, but he doesn't really do anything throughout most of Hellfire Gala because he's just, like, drunk all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, he's trying to cope Poor with guy. things and trying to hide things. Oh, and like, he I'm is. just going to keep yeah. drinking, and everybody's like, um... What I do. I love how though, like he's in like every single book throughout the gala, though, just being yes. drunk in the background. That's like my favorite part of the whole gala. It's just just drunk Kurt all over the place. Yeah, and then <laughs> just everybody just be like, "What is going on?" Like I'm so they're always like reacting to him, like he's like belligerently mm-hmm. drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like the guy that everybody loves, but then like he's there at the event, like drunk, and everybody's just like, "What happened to you?" And uh, we're gonna leave now. Like, what's going like, on? Yeah, let's just but, go over here. <laughs> yeah, but should we die? I mean, there's a lot of things that happen at this gala. There's lots of things because you know Emma wants this to be like she doesn't really, I think, have like all these other motives that certain other groups have. Like, I mean, she's in on the, like, clearly big overall thing that is revealed about, like, the next step for... Oh, but you mean, like, there's there's a lot of people, mostly human, but lots of people who come to the gala with, like... And beast. Ugh. Ulterior (laughs) motives. Yeah. You know, like, not like they're not gonna do anything, per se, but, like... Not there, but they're they're having conversations. Yeah. They're forging relationships. They're talking to people, making vague kind of threats to this, that, or the other person. You know, it's a really excellent, like, setup thing for for later because I don't think I don't think there's anything that isn't said at the Hellfire Gala that doesn't have a repercussion later on. Yeah, I'll believe it for sure. And there's stuff that we see quickly after because we see sometimes where some of these characters leave and then they immediately act on things. They do. um, Let's just say because this is mutants, mutants, X-Men, always drama. There are deaths. The kill count goes up throughout this whole time. (laughs) (sighs) Yes. And some of them are definitely for shock factor. Like shock. I mean, most of them are. But like, I don't know. I would... I want to talk about some of them. Not even the, like, the big, big reveal one, but the, like, there's tiny ones that happen that have repercussions. Let's let's talk about some of those tiny ones. We'll save the big one for the end. Yes. But tell me about some of the little ones you noticed. Yeah, so, like, we have, um, oh, so the first one that, like, we have is, uh, well, actually, it's not the first one. It's uh, one of them that comes later is Gabby. Gabby, who is basically, like, Laura, aka Wolverine's like little sister, and some of the younger mutants like find her dead, like hidden among like the trees and stuff. And so that's a big thing with new mutants. Gabby was the one who was like, "There's this nasty force, and I'm gonna cr- confront this force and tell them to stop messing with my friends." And everybody's like, "You're crazy! Like mm-hmm. these kids Poor are not insecure." Badger. Yeah, like she, because she was annoying a little bit at the beginning of. And her like her introduction in New Mutants, but then like oh yeah, because she's a little kid. She's like she's like folks. If you've seen like the Wolverine movie, like uh, the Logan movie, excuse me, um, and he Mm -hmm. meets like little Laura Kinney. Mm -hmm. Um, Laura Kinney in the comics is a like a grown woman, um, not a child. But Laura also gets a clone. She's like a clone of a clone. It's really dumb, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And that's Gabby. But Gabby is a little kid, like like how Laura was in that movie. Yeah. Her name is also her name is Honey Badger and that's super cute. Yeah. But yeah, so because she's a clone of a clone thing, like they all have their own drama for being like bred as killers and stuff, but like, you know, they have their control of their minds now and everything, trying to start fresh on Krakoa, but she just wants to be a kid. She wants to fit in yeah. and have friends. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that Numians deals with. Like she wants to be able to like relate and have fun, but then she also is like I sense that something is off here and like I need to try to fix it. And unfortunately, like she can't go to her big sister Laura because Laura is dealing with a bunch of other stuff during this whole time and she tries to solve it on her own. And then you read about her sol- like trying to figure it out and then 
she ends up dead the night of the gala. It's like, crap. Mm -hmm. Clearly she was murdered and a lot of people, like, or at least, like, the other mutants don't really know who it is because she, like, leaves a vague, like, pretty vague letter being like, I need to help the situation and then the kids are the ones that find her. So that's gonna lead to a lot of stuff after this for sure you'll have to yes. let us know how that goes yes after will, the gala I, like whoo yes but yeah so like we see that we also see uh pete wisdom he dies he's our british dude because one thing we didn't mention so like a lot of the countries and stuff like a lot of the bigger name countries you know like are pretty cool with mutants but british like britain does not seem to be cool oh. with it like we've already talked no, about no. like they're all like betsy ew mutant woman captain britain no but they're also like mutants uh we don't really want in general so, like yeah Krakoa is not a real country we do not yeah. like accept them as one yeah and then we have like the coven like because you know magic is superior to mutants is their vibe and they're trying to infiltrate basically the british government and with, when betsy was gone the whole time because they were trying to find her they're like look at that we can never trust mutants look at that a mutant like captain britain no like we need to take over and so they like come the coven and basically like they, I don't even know why Pete Wisdom was like following along with him to begin with. Like, I don't know why he didn't sense that he wasn't like he was in danger when he's like, oh, I'm totally gonna go to like the coven's like little like ritual circle like meeting. Like, and red then, flag, but okay. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and then what do they do? They're like, yeah, mutants are going down. We want to bring her back because they worship uh, Morgan Le Fay, and Morgan Le Fay had been like previously tortured by apocalypse had been kept under wraps in other world so she's not too happy with the mutants either nope and they're like we need our we need our powerful witch back and so yep he gets sacrificed in a ritual to bring back morgan lefay so two mutants down. and she's she's a big old jerk so yeah you know she's around still unfortunately Mm -hmm. yeah and p also just (laughs) he wants to get with betsy and betsy's just like hi friend Poor, poor Pete. <laughs> poor Pete. Poor Pete. She's just like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, thank she's you. like, <laughs> he's like, uh, why are you always here? Like, I can say myself, but uh, uh, I guess thanks, question mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, how yeah, hard so... do I have to friend zone you before you get the picture? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, poor you know. dude. But then he died. But so. I'm sure everybody, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure people will be heartbroken at that. But yes, no. Yeah. So we got one another death too. But let's see. Who else do we have? Oh, don't say the one at the end. No, okay, Keep, no that's a secret. Don't. That's a secret. That's a secret, secret, secret. It's okay, secret. let's see. I feel like <laughs> it's not that much of a secret. It's I not. Didn't know what it... <laughs> it's not like Marvel didn't spoil it on social media forever or anything. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so it's something I kind of knew about, but I didn't know what led up to it. That's for sure. But I thought it was just really sad. But we'll talk about it in yeah. a minute. We'll talk about. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. <laughs> It's just, yeah, we see a lot of just groups coming together. Like you said, um, I don't know if anybody else gets murdered, but we do see a lot of manipulation and people becoming free of basically uh, being like manipulated. Thanks, Beast. Thanks so much for everything you do for Krakoa. This is not an not. appreciation to you. Yeah. No. Ew. You're awful. And what kills me too about Beast is like, I, I can't even get into the nitty gritty with, with him at this point. It's just... Everything he does, it's just nasty. Like, every choice he makes. You know, yeah. He just, like, it's, it's for just... the benefit of Krakoa. It's for the benefit of Krakoa. Yeah. And even if it is, it's just like, but but, but where is the like, end? Like, yeah. How can you keep saying do... that's why you're justifying yourself for all these things? Yeah. Right. Like, it's just, when does it stop? Mm-hmm. When does it stop? When does it become somebody else's problem? When do we, you know, whatever. Or when do you just let it go and uh, just take the risk of having people having free will and just trying to deal with things without because and that's his thing well we can't control people so therefore we can't always control what's going to happen so his thing is like okay so we can control people no no beast no 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 (laughs) it's just yeah i'm just like what are you trying to do if you're just trying to rule the world and maybe you should just focus on that not that i'm encouraging that it's just like your games and fake like politics are ruining everything and they do ruin a lot of things with the gala but yeah and he's just he's just ignored by the quiet council and some of them absolutely know what he's up to like charles you know he knows what he's up to a hundred and ten percent yeah but they're just like you know what as long as it's not me doing that then like 
you know, I'll stay in the light, you stay in the dark, you do what you got to do. And I'll just, as long as I can ignore it, I'll just ignore it. Like, ew. And that's the whole thing with the Quiet Council, too. It's like, half of them are, like, it's just a joke because they just, like, turn their, like, they're claiming they're making all these rules and everything for all the mutants. And then they just turn their heads at all these other things happening. But you do have a few, which I will give credit to Mr. Sinister. He actually does things. Like, he knows what's going on in the world. Not that I agree with everything he does and that he's a problem. But then we also have, like, Mm -hmm. Emma. Like, Emma has a heart that clearly she is the heart of the council and cares about like her heart really truly beats for krakoa yeah you know for being as vain and like not selfish (laughs) but you know self-serving as she can be yeah she she doesn't do anything if it works against the children yeah if she can't keep krakoa safe then she's not doing it exactly and there's so many moments too where like I think even specifically in the beginning with Reign of X, we see like Emma confront some of these people and just being like, I don't understand. Like, you're just, life is life. We need to value these lives, value these mutants. And like, yes, you know, we're basically like immortal in a sense, but that doesn't mean we can't just throw away everything and just call it a day. Like, and that's another thing too. A lot of these characters are like, death brings trauma. And you're probably going to bring that trauma with you for like, in your next life and stuff like it's not something that you could just like whisk away all the time and just not ignore it like there's room for growth but also dealing with all that and unless you're beast (laughs) and he'll just have those memories and experiences erased from your mind when you come back because you'll be happier that way agenda yeah Mm. (laughs) oh the good oh god he just grosses me out yeah no he is just all ew and I basically just feel like he's worshipping all these, like, human groups with their creepy experiments. He's just like, I wish I did that. I'm just like, mm. oh, Why couldn't that have been me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want that now. Yeah. No. Oh. So, he's trouble. He's causing lots of trouble. And mm. did he cause trouble at the final part? I don't know. But probably. It's it's, it's going to be Beast's fault. I'm just going to blame everything on Beast's It's always, on. yeah, it's always, it's always Beast's fault. It's okay. Sometimes it might be Mr. Sinister, but I'm like, mm, it's Beast. For sure. But, ugh. So much happening. And also with this whole Hellfire Gala, we see the bits and pieces of like teasing these big moments happening, but then it goes quickly to like something else. You get to see all these different like stories, all these different points of view until it finally culminates to a big thing at the end. This huge death that is greatly going to affect the future of mutants. Yeah. Because it's not a mutant death. It's not a mutant death. And that's why it matters. Mm -hmm. Do you want to say it? Or do you want to go ahead and touch on it? Yes, let's touch on it. Unless you, okay. unless there was something else we missed from the gala. No, I mean, no, we still, we well, we can cover some of the sillier moments yeah. later. And then, of course, the big thing that happens. But the end of the gala, the last page of the entire mm-hmm. thing is Wanda being found dead. Dun, dun, dun. And the, the traumatizing part, the big part about it is that her son, Billy, is the one yes, who finds her dead. Who and Billy, mm-hmm. not Billy, um, or, oh, Tommy. Yeah, sorry. Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. <laughs> sorry. Tom, Tommy, the, the speedster. Tommy yes. is the one who finds her dead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and she's not a mutant. No. If you weren't aware, listeners, Wanda was changed it's from being a mutant. A, a good A good bit ago. Yeah, it is a mess. Yeah. But she, she came to visit Magneto because Magneto invited her. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they have some nice moments. And then it, we kind of like cut out and there's some other things happening. And then, like, you kind of catch up with Tommy and his boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then they're going, they're just kind of walking around. And then they see her just dead on the ground. Yeah. And the last thing that you get is Tommy, like, screaming out for his mommy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just, like, it's heartbreaking. freaking it's like- out. <laughs> like, no, Tommy, no. It's awful. That's so traumatizing. It's just, like, hoping to have a good night, like, ready to do, yeah, and then just... Also, not expecting his mom to be there, too. Like, it's just... Also that, yeah. The fact that she was even there was not publicized. um, Because she... Because this whole time, she has been... Like, not... Well, banished. (laughs) Like, (laughs) hardcore banished from Krakoa. Like, because of, like, the the awful things that she has done in the past with mutants. She's known Mm -hmm. as the Pretender. Um, They tell, like, boogeyman stories about her on Krakoa, like, to the kids. And she's known as the mm-hmm. Great Pretender because, um, you know, she pretended to be a mutant that whole time. Which, that becomes an insult and certain other characters get to be called the Pretender as well. We see that at the gala. Mm-hmm. We see that with um, uh, Fantastic Four's kid. 
Mr. Fantastic's oh, kids Franklin. call him the pre- Franklin. Yes, they're like, yeah. you're a pretender as well. And I was like, okay. And I think that's the whole thing with Franklin. It just ticks me off because, like, during now this is going back a little bit, but like yeah. they go through that whole thing with is you know with Franklin losing his powers, and then Charles is like, no, we're here for you, Franklin. Like you are a mutant. You are mm-hmm. one of us. We will figure out what the problem is. Well, they figure out what the problem is, is that Franklin is using his, well, also, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Franklin, this whole time, you know, since, like, he was very young, has been using his, like, crazy all, you know, uh, universe-altering powers to, Mm -hmm. to, like, make himself a mutant, basically. He was giving himself that X gene, because to him, that easily explained his powers, that explained who he was, like, subconsciously. But now that his like he's his powers start to kind of dry up like he runs out of powers basically um for for other reasons which also his makes his fault. x gene go away <laughs> also his father's fault yeah. um mm-hmm. which makes his x gene go away and like the second that it's gone like they find out what is going on with that charles is like we don't know you peace out yeah. like we don't know you yeah. don't don't darken our doorstep again and franklin is just devastated because he had very close friends with the x-men you know kate yeah. pride specifically at least they still have that relationship which i'm glad they do because, still have yeah kate wouldn't Thank stand God. for that to be like yeah <laughs> yeah but like no he charles just completely yeah. disowning him you know that just makes it's me just... so mad the way that they just cast him away yeah and now here and then wanda shows turns up dead at the gala mm-hmm. and people understand quickly that's a problem the fact yeah. that even like, if it was Wanda, the fact that a human was killed at the gala, that's a huge like PR blow. Yeah, because, you know, as they repeat, there are the three laws for mutants, the three laws like over and over again. Yep. One of them is, yeah, kill no man. So somebody is going to pay the price. Yes, dun, dun, but dun. that will not get revol- resolved for a little bit. You got to hang in there. In a, yeah, that'll be it, our yep. another episode at some point. Yep. Yes. <laughs> but man, but but it's a good story. We'll we, we'll get there eventually. We'll get mm-hmm. there eventually. But just so many different things. Like I mean, it's still a continuous thing of terrible, creepy things happening in these books. Lots of fun things. We see so much drama. We see these like big turning points, which we didn't talk about actually. So not we we forgot to skip like the biggest part of the gala, the big reveal that like the expansion, the fireworks. The expansion- the fireworks. <laughs> the fireworks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's all watch the fireworks. Oh boy. You nobody was. So they they talk about this a lot throughout the night, like yeah. you know, we'll schmooze, don't we'll miss, eat, yeah. and then don't miss the fireworks later tonight. And everybody's just like, Oh yeah. fireworks. I like that's a good time. Yeah. Now before like, before we talk to, about yeah. that, should we should yes. we talk about the X Men forming? Oh yes, yes. We should probably yes. do that first, I think. Yes, yes, that for sure. So that was another big part of the Scala. <laughs> and I think whose idea was this Jean's idea? I don't really recall. I think Scott it was like and Jean and Jean Scott. Kind of, yeah, kind they of, were talking because mm-hmm. their whole thing was like before the gala. They were like, we like uh, we're all X Men. We love that. Mm-hmm. But the team, the X Men team, just doesn't exist anymore. And that the X Men's whole purpose for existing was to be out in the world, showing the world. That mutants are fine and that we are there to protect even the humans who hate us. Yeah. And I think we specifically see that a lot with Scott because with Ten of Swords, because he's the one mm-hmm. who's like, we need to help our people. Like, what are you guys doing, Quiet Council? And then that's when, like, Gene joins him and everything. And, Steps like, that's down. That and, first, yeah. Yeah. Turning point we see of, yes, we need the X-Men. Mm-hmm. So it's those two come up with this grand idea. And I and I love it because it's just this is mutant democracy at its finest. Um, you know they're all together and they they kind of get to this is right before the fireworks yes. and they and Emma's up there talking and she's just like okay well we are our one of our goals for tonight is that we're going to bring the X Men back to the public eye so tonight everybody in this room and like everywhere will get to like experience the forming of like proper mutant mm-hmm. democracy and the x-men team and so what she does is gene has she connects mm-hmm. every mutant in Krakoa, there or not mm-hmm. all over the world she connects them and she tells them she says hey start nominating people for an x-men team yes okay start nominations are again voting yeah. voting <laughs> yeah. vote 
And this happens in the blink of an eye and every single mutant mind is connected and they form through like pure telepathic democracy. They form the first X-Men team that was like hand chosen by mutants Mm -hmm. for mutants for the world. Um, And that's just like just the fact that that happened is just so it's one of the coolest things that happened that night. Such and a then feel good moments. Yeah. It is such a feel good moment. And it hits. And you know, like the people who were chosen for the X-Men, they find out at that exact moment is everybody mm-hmm. else. Um, and they all come together. So we have like, we have Gene, we have Scott, we have mm-hmm. Laura Kenny Wolverine, we have Sink, who is not exactly a new player, mm-hmm. because he's been around for a long time. But, like he died, like also a good ways back and his ability was basically just to kind of like sync up with other mutants near him and he could just kind of copy their powers for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But he's a little stronger now. We'll talk about him more like in future episodes. Um, But we have Mm -hmm. Gene, Scott, Laura, Sync. We have Polaris. Yes. Yes. And then Sunfire. I think Sunfire. Sunfire, who is so cool. He's like this no-nonsense, like Japanese, like human torch kind of person mm-hmm. he's amazing he's so cool and did and we then, miss anybody yes. oh and rogue soccer mom herself girl yes yeah <laughs> rogue um and so from that point like their thing is like we're not staying in krakoa we're moving to new york we're setting up a residence in new york so we can be right there with the people but we can we can go farther with that next episode when we start talking about the x-men team so we have the forming of the X-Men through telepathic democracy. Mm-hmm. But then Emma the forming of <laughs> Emma Emma says, Okay, humans, now it's your turn. Close your eyes, open your mind, as we are all connected in this moment to witness yeah. the fireworks. And oh, it's a show <laughs> that no one will forget. And as she told the humans, like, you know, if you don't open your mind, like you're gonna miss this and you, it's gonna be one of those things if you like you missed it, but like, you where were you when this happened? Yeah, where were you? Yes. Yeah. For real. Fire and fireworks doesn't quite cover it. It's not just some grand, pretty display. It's a whole new step it's a toward show of power. <laughs> it's a show of power to everything and everybody. Yep. So Magneto has put together a group of other Omega level mutants. Mm-hmm. And they, during this time, while like people were voting, they have teleported themselves to no big deal. Well, yeah. into space, but to <laughs> to Mars. To Mars. And with this group of mutants, and also not just Krakoan mutants, but also Arako mutants, mm-hmm. um, some very special Arako mutants that we'll get we'll get to know a little bit later. They go through a step by step process as everybody gets to watch the terraforming and life building of Mars into Arako, mm-hmm. the new mutant planet. So it's just solving lots of it, like uh, lots of things that were concerns before because Arako, after Ten of Swords, was put on Earth, was added to Krakoa and caused lots of tension. And then look at that, just put them all on a planet. And then they, and then they, they take the whole island and they, transfo- <laughs> they transport that, that island yes. and all of the mutants to Mars mm-hmm. so that they... They will inhabit Mars, but also Mars is also will become the like, like the capital basically of the solar system, Mm -hmm. not earth, not earth because, because problems all over the place, Mm -hmm. but Araco will be the seat of the solar system. And who is the surprise person in charge? Who I mean, I wouldn't say like... a surprise, but... No, true. Because <laughs> there have been some moments in some of her stories where she was like, all right, people, like, I'm moving on to things. And you're mm-hmm. just like, well, where the She's heck close- are you going? closing up stories, moving on with yep. relationships. Mm-hmm. And yes. that person is our goddess. Yes. Storm. <laughs> she she is She goes up to Mars to... Not to lead, because she doesn't want to be queen. No. She doesn't want to be... Like, she's like the, an the one person, yeah, she's yeah. like she 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 helps 
she helps with Mars. Yeah. It's her mm-hmm. realm, but she's also the, um, like, the galactic seat of the solar system. Yes. So, like, in, like, we're talking, like, Guardian of the Galaxies level stuff. When people mm-hmm. have to get together for, like, galactic politics, she is that person who goes to those. Mm-hmm. As does Abigail Brandt, but that's later on because yeah, she can't know. take no for an answer. <laughs> And she likes to think that she is in charge of everything. But, you know, as we know, it's already said, she is already millions of steps ahead of everybody else. But yes, Mm -hmm. for real. But it was also just one of those, like, internal cheering moments when, like, the reveal of Storm there. And you're just like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So So perfect. Yes. You want her to succeed in all things. You want her to rule Mm -hmm. us, for sure. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. So many highs and lows. Mm -hmm. What a wild ride. Which, of course, so this was a whole surprise to mutantum as well, as as well as humans. There's people who are so excited about this whole thing, but there's also people who are not excited about this whole thing, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm, sh- you know, okay. surely this won't come back on the mutants at all. <laughs> Never. Why has anything Never. ever caused problems for the mutants? <laughs> for real. But that, again, that is, that's leading on into... Reign of X Part 2. Yes. Yes. Which we will be covering in another episode. Indeed we will. Mm-hmm. Yes. But any other final words about this? Well, I don't think so. I think we hit all the major points. Um, We didn't talk about Emma being depressed because she, she reveals she used to have a crush on a certain Steve Rogers. <laughs> Oh yes, um, yes. And so, and Let's so, end with that. Kate and Kate is like, well, maybe you should poke his head because he's see at the if, gala. Yeah, you know, he's at the gala. Maybe you all can you can see if he has a crush on you, and then you know if you can act on it. And so she peeks into his little head, and to her terror, finds out that she actually reminds him of his mother in a positive way, but um. That's but, not but, how but, she wanted to be viewed. Yeah, no. Um, no. So instant depression for Emma. Poor girl. She wants another drink now. Or 20. Many other drinks. Yes. Or 20. Many other. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It was a rough start to her gala. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to get myself a man. Nope. Sorry. Shut down. Nope. Am not. <laughs> no. 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 Okay. Hopefully. Hopefully our time will come again soon. But Yes. Uh-huh. And we also have some special guest appearances from some yeah. celebrities in the crowd. Oh, yes. Some celebrities. As in, like, some Marvel celebrities, as well as I think you said you noticed some that were actual, like, based on, like, real celebrities. Yeah, so <laughs> you Kevin... do get... Yeah. yeah, there's a whole Kevin Feige thing. Um, yeah, with Scott, you know. Some he's asking about, like, bonding. what his story yeah. is. Yeah, they're bonding yeah. and stuff. And, and when yeah. this came out, everybody was freaking out. Like, oh, this is another sign that, that mutants are coming to the MCU. Oh, my God. That, that took place. They did that on purpose. Because that took yeah. place, like, right <laughs> at the, like, the pinnacle of that, like, fake hype, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just like, it's like eye rolling, but like, it's also funny because they put, yeah. you know, they had some other, they had like, there's like Gabriel Iglesias, like the, the, um, the comedian dude, George R.R. R. Martin was there, Conan O'Brien, Seth Meyers, like there was so many people. They just kind of like popped into the backgrounds of so many different panels. It's just, it's oh, so funny. Is, yeah. And I want to make the joke about like, I, and, and Goku was there too. I really feel like Legion looks like Goku or something like there's some major kind of. Dragon Ball vibes. major like <laughs> yeah. crazy hair like no shirt like orange pants vibe or whatever like <laughs> that's <laughs> that's no that's serious though like for real yeah for real <laughs> yeah but an eclectic group and they were all exclusive enough you know they met the list to attend this once in a lifetime event full of drama and not the drama the hottest designs out there oh my gosh just wait till next year when like (laughs) the rest of the superheroes get involved in it oh my gosh oh man oh my gosh tony has like a tony stark has like a um it's like a holographic like tux jacket it's like okay. a hard light tux jacket. It looks so cool though. Like it's so freaking cool. And Steve is just all like American out, you know? Like he's basically wearing the flag. <laughs> it's this whole thing. I'll believe it. 
I feel like Steve, I don't, I don't know what the outfit looks like yet, but it also reminds me of like Cyclops. Like Cyclops like attempted to dress up, but not where he still looks like an X-Man. He's just like, he's wearing his outfit, but like a little bit. Uh, Scott's outfits are always like that they're always just like a small upgrade to his actual suit so like you can always just ignore Scott it's fine (laughs) there's always Jean who's just like stealing every scene she's in and there's like Scott it's like Mm -hmm. dude you could just you go to work in that dude what are you doing you did not understand (laughs) the assignment (laughs) he's like I'm not comfortable in this like I do what I want yes For real. I mean, even his brother Havoc looks better than he does with his Hellfire Gala mm-hmm. suits. Well, I think Havoc preferred to dress up, I guess. I think he enjoyed it a little bit more than Scott did. Scott's like, why am I here? <laughs> oh, yes. And Havoc's just and Havoc's like, like, hey, you party people. Yeah. Well, it's also his perfect time to be like, um, Xavier, I, I, or I need to have a word with everybody in the Quiet Council about why... <gasps> Oh, Maddie no. can't come back. Yeah. <laughs> Poor, yeah, Havoc's trying so hard to get Maddie resurrected. And they're just, mm-hmm. they're ignoring him harder than they're ignoring Mystique about Destiny. Like, they don't care. <laughs> they no, just don't like, care. Mm-mm. Like, she's a clone. She's not even a real mutant. Just like, she's dead. She doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Poor girl. Like, um, Mystique, you failed us every time that we want to make and they make yeah they make they make i mean they have reasons to make up excuses to not bring destiny back they're dumb excuses reasons they're 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 dumb excuses because their whole thing is like we just can't have precogs on the island because that's what Moira set up in the beginning she didn't want them to be resurrected anybody who can see the future she doesn't want them there because it might because it's like very delicate the work they're doing um and she doesn't want people to like know what could be coming not what is coming but what what the chances are you know because it because if people plans are or what her plans are (laughs) because people panic too much that could have an effect on the actual future. She doesn't want that. But also, yeah. she also just hates Destiny. So Oh, yeah, definitely. Know. Yeah. She's like, yeah. she killed me. Not that Mis- other things, Mystique so. doesn't know that because nobody knows that Moira is even there besides Charles, Charles and, um, and... and Magneto. Yeah. But but also Doug. Yeah. Doug sense. knows a lot more than what people think he knows. So I will believe that, yes. Well, um, yeah, but we'll start getting into that with the rest of Reign of X, so. Yes. He's not okay with a lot of things. But he's he's in his honeymoon phase right now, so. That he is. And also, he's afraid to, like, bring those things up, too. Yeah. Like, not that they, they can't kill me for knowing things, but, like, you know, not that life couldn't get worse, though. <laughs> poor, poor guy. Oh, man. But so from this moment on, we'll be we'll be heading into the rest of Reign of X. But then Reign of X will end with its own little mini event called Inferno. Um, And things will start to get real heating up. They will indeed start heating up. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And while it's been Emma's show this whole time, like everybody knows it's been Emma's show. um, It really becomes Emma's show. Yay. With a with a vengeance, I should say. Mm-hmm. Some stuff hits the fan in some very big ways as we end the second phase of Kirkoa. So what a big tease. For what a big tease. Too bad people X. will have to wait a few weeks. <laughs> yes. Yes, they will. <laughs> and because Chelsea, Chelsea's sure. got to read some stuff. She's got to she's got to get <laughs> into it still. So give her some yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but Chelsea, do we have anything else to add? I don't think so. that's good okay well listeners we really hope that you are still enjoying our run of x-men our current x-men comics if you would have been enjoying it let us know reach out to us on twitter facebook instagram um at pod demastered let us know how you feel if you have some questions if you're not like reading but if you're just kind of listening if you have some questions about what's coming up or you want to let us know like who your favorite mutants are or like some old mm-hmm. x-men stories to read in the meantime like let us know we can help you out with that yeah. too we we're huge x-men nerds we we just love to talk about the mutants so <laughs> um so reach out let us know how we're doing on that mm-hmm. and we are quickly approaching our 100th official episode which will be in mid-march so questions you have for us we're going to do a Q&A. so anything that you want to ask us send us our way on our socials send us to us in an email we would love to hear from you And with that, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode, and we hope you tune in to the next one. See ya. Bye.